Hey y'all, I'm Anna Glasgow and this is Shift Talker. I am a trained life coach who left my 16-year teaching career to work with badass professionals and help them step into their greatness. So I walk this life with a hot ass, compassionate, kind, hilarious, God-fearing football coach and a fiercely determined, gorgeous toddler surrounded by a tribe of friends and family that lift me up every day. This podcast is going to touch on all the shifts we experience in life. Let's be honest, most people don't change. We do, however, evolve. And during this evolution, we experience shifts. Shifts in our mindsets, shifts in our behavior, and shifts in our habits. So that's what we're going to chat about. You're going to learn about the many ways to handle the heavy stuff in life while hearing from experts on the topic of shift. Now, let me warn you, there may be some foul language. I'm a good Southern woman and we'll keep it tasteful and to a minimum, but some things call for a well-placed four-letter word. Sorry, mama. So just know up front that we aren't going to bleep the swear words. That being said, I want to hear from you. So make sure you subscribe and rate the shows. Check us out on Insta. Give me all the feedback so I can give you what you want. Let's talk shift. Okay, well, welcome to Shift Talker, y'all. I'm a little excited about this interview just because it has caused me to kind of grow in myself because I just met Ty, and I'm going to put air quotes around met on Instagram yesterday, 24 hours ago. um, We connected on Instagram, and now she is on the Shift Talker podcast. Welcome, Ty. Thank you. I'm so excited. <laughs> hey, I was at work. I'm an essential worker during these times. And, you know, I just like to check out different podcasts and whatever. We connected through, I want to say, and she creates, I think. I don't know. But, you know, you. I just came across the page and was like, let me check it out. Fell in love with the first episode and, you know, hit you up and was like, yo. I love it. It was so organic. (laughs) Yes. I was on the, I think it was the Queen series that I was listening to with Linnea that you were listening to. Was that it? About colorism? Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's exactly, exactly. And then from there, that led me to you. And then, you know, here we are. Here we are. Well, (laughs) y'all. Tyree, she's also known as Brooklyn Ty, is a natural-born powerhouse with an affinity for all things hip-hop. She is a member and major supporter of the culture and promotes artists, authors, small businesses, up-and-coming brands, all with her trademark raw, uncut, and always genuine style. She has a unique and avid eye for talent. She is an early adopter and encourager of many success stories. And it's been said that Ty is somewhat of a walking billboard for those she represents. She's rocking the tees, the buttons, the stickers, the hats, the jewelry, and handbags for all these contemporary artisans. Brooklyn Ty is a one of a kind in her approach and her pursuit to walk the talk by putting her money where her mouth is. She invests her hard-earned cash into those she believes in, never asking for discounts or hookups. Oh, that's, that's just lovely. I love that uh, you live your values as a promoter of the collective village and it's her turn to return the love. So welcome, Brooklyn Ty. I'm so glad to have you on and just chop it up with you. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is so dope. I can't wait to be able to have my podcast right now. I'm, I, I'm just a blogger. I'm a mother of four. I have a, a glam baby. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm just a supporter of Black-owned businesses, especially Black women. My motto is spread love. It's the Brooklyn Tower. Mm. And, you know, as far as me, I live by... My word is my bond. So I've been in situations where people have referred stuff or I've seen stuff on social media or whatever, and I've tried things, I've purchased stuff and had horrible experiences or whatever. So I like to do it from the beginning to the end, from the shipping, from the order, from the, oh, let me contact them and let them know this happened. Or I have a question about if I need to do this, how they respond and you know, I give it the whole full roar before I, I do a post on my page. That's, oh, I love that. That's, that's just what it's... Because I want you to be able to be like, you know, Brooklyn's how I said, and <laughs> because she said, it's going to be the truth. Yeah. So that's why even even when I reposted, when I, when I shared on my Insta story, listening to your podcast, like, you know, I don't want to be having people that are up and, or, you know, need something to listen to while they're on the treadmill or, you know, and then they'll be like, uh, so I wasted all of my time trying <laughs> to find this page and now I tune in and it's some, you know, crap. Yeah. But I am a, I am a supporter of Black-owned businesses, especially because, you know, all we got is us. You're right. You're we right. We got to circulate our own dollars. You're right. And everyone, other cultures do, do that for themselves. They support themselves and make sure everybody gets a job and gets gets what they need and I just I just love when I see us doing the same thing. Exactly. Well I'm just so happy to have you on. Just I mean just our chats yesterday I was like, oh this this sister's got some stuff going on and she's got some shit happening. <laughs> you got stories to tell. And I say stories plural because you have lived a life and I'm just excited to have you on to talk about the shifts that you have made in your life. Cause we we talk shift here and one thing that you mentioned that I would love to dive into because of our age demographic and again, just the black culture, marriage and parenthood is is vital, is vital to our survival. And I just want to hear your story about your shift from married life to Brooklyn Tide, where how you're living now. So can you speak a little bit about what your mindset was like as a wife and mother? Oh my goodness. So let me tell you, everybody tells me, like my true roadies, my day ones, they're like, I can't wait for your book to come out. Oh. I'll probably do a book one day in life because I have lived a life. I'm 42. I was the only child for my mother for 10 years. So I had, like, and the, the first of, you know, first child, first grandchild on both sides, my mother and my father's side. So I was spoiled and I have twin sisters. They didn't come until I was 10. Wow. So I grew up real fast. I was a teen mother. Me and my ex-husband have three kids, but my oldest, he was there from when she was like months. Well, I can go on, but because <laughs> there's so much to tell. Yeah. And I, you know, I want to respect him as well, even though yeah. you know it is what it is. No, that's real. That's but real. um, 
I'm born and raised in Brooklyn. My father was in Virginia. That's where my ex-husband is born and raised. So I lived in both states, mm. back and forth. I got pregnant with my oldest, was still having to go to school, doing mm. a lot of proving to everyone that, you know, I can make this happen. I ended up graduating high school, then moving to Virginia with my father. And that's when I was able to really be with my husband. Him and my sister were best friends. She was about almost five when I had, when we had our first. So that was like crazy by itself. But I moved to Virginia and at the time it was just me and my oldest. Like I said, he was there from the beginning working, trying to prove to everybody that, you know, we can surpass all of their doubts. Mm. You know, oh, you're not going to be able to finish high school. We, you know, we did that. Oh, you're not going to be able to take care of bills and a child and work. And we've we've done all of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Although today we're not together, we haven't been together for many years. We co-parent very well. We got married actually with my, so my son turned, my my son was seven. It was just the three kids and... We had so many, like, ups and downs, trials and tribulations in between. I'm just like, you know, I just can't wait to be able to, you know, now go out and hang out and party and do me because the kids will be older. And then here comes my my, my mm-hmm. youngest child. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah, we sit all down, over again. Sit down. <laughs> oh, Lord. But this time around, the kids are... So my oldest, her her name is Miracle. Mm -hmm. Then I had Essence. And then I had Antonio. And like I said, when he was seven, I had Heaven. Mm -hmm. We got married when I was four months because I was like, you know what? We've been together. We have these kids. I'm not doing this out of wedlock anymore. Mm -hmm. And long and behold, that was like one of the biggest mistakes ever. Oh. Like we were to, like, and it's and it's so ironic, but it's like when we were together, just like you know, living as husband and wife, paying bills, doing all of the married life stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is just like living through it at that time. It was like now we're married, and now like everybody say, as soon as you get married, then everything changes. I don't know what happened because, like I said, we had already had our trials, tribulations, ups and downs, whole bunch of madness in between, and then as soon as we get married. It was a, it was hard, it was bad. Oh, girl, you are giving um, me chills right now because <laughs> my was, my man and I were just having this conversation. Like, what changes? What? How? How can things change? I'm so glad I'm here talking I, to you. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, so so this is what, and like I said, going through it, it was like you know, and we should have never got married. Like, and you know, now it's different than just walking away and just figuring out the kids situation and the bills how are you going to help me take care of this and the third now we're married so now it's like okay we got to get this on boys because we didn't even do the big the big um married thing like i said i was four months pregnant i I literally woke up one day rolled over and was like um you know what this is tuesday it would have been our anniversary a few days ago but anyway i literally (laughs) rolled over woke up rolled over woke up and was like you know what we're not doing this out of wedlock anymore I'm getting married. Um, 
we're going to go to City Hall. We're going to get married, and then I can we can go along and be happily ever after. And that's literally what happened. By Thursday, we went to City Hall. We got the marriage license. Friday, we had the um, the judge come and marry us while my mother had drove down with my grandmother, mm-hmm. um, my twin sisters, and my, you know, like, <laughs> it was like a real quick thing. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Captain George's and celebrated with the rest of my family, my father's side, and, you know. Yeah. Small thing, like, you know, and just kept on, kept on, like, keeping on like it was nothing. But I think now looking back, now that my oldest is 26, my second daughter is 21, my son is 20, and then my youngest is 13, it was like, at the time, we had to prove to all these people. Oh. We got to we gotta make it tough. So as we got older, by the time, mind you, my son again was seven, we had already out past you know surpass all of their doubts yeah we living on our we live on our own we got a car we got them in school our kids are on the road they doing their little extra activities they're you know being very well in life and then it was like you want to watch a movie oh yeah what we're gonna watch let's watch um spider-man oh no and this is me like i don't watch spider-man but all these other times we were no we did that as a family but now the kids are older they're doing their own thing now my son want to be in a room doing whatever. He's the only boy. My oldest is hanging out with her friends. You know, so now now we're getting, we did, we we grew up having to grow up fast and pay bills, do like just flow through it, flow through it, flow through it. Mm-hmm. So now that the kid's out the way and now we are able to really get to know our growth as, a, as who we are together to each other, mm-hmm. it was like, now nah, we have nothing in common. I don't like none of the stuff that you do. I don't want to go there. I don't really like any of your friends. Um, not because they're bad, just because, you know, y'all want to listen to this type of music. I want to listen to this. I want to go to book clubs. I want to, you know, and then it, that's when it was like, you know, this this ain't working out. This, right. ain't, this ain't what it's at. How did you miss all so, of that with the kids? Were you just caught up in parenting and not caught up in like dating each other? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you, right now, my daughter is she graduated high school. She's been on her own since she graduated high school mm-hmm. at seventeen. She has a daughter a daughter. They live in Virginia still. My twenty one year old goes to college upstate she just came back from spending a semester in south korea for um school she wants she's a um international affairs major my son is a performing arts major at brooklyn at um you know in college and my daughter is at diddy's um charter school in harlem and just got accepted to fashion high school so yes i focus On, yeah. on the kids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they were my number one. They didn't ask to be here. So, and, you know, I had to make sure it was our duty to make sure we were bringing up amazing people in the world. Yeah. It's one less, one less male that y'all have to worry about robbing y'all or impregnating your, your daughter and not taking care of her. And three less baby mamas out here running ratchet, looking stupid (laughs) as black females who need to be an example to other females. 
So yeah, no, mm. I had to do my duty. That's just that's and that's just how I was. I come from a family of females. Mm. Like my son, my son who's now twenty was the first son after twenty years. That's why the male born into my family. I am a five generation. I have it's my grandmother, then it's my mother, then it's me, then it's my daughter, and then it's my 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 granddaughter. Yeah. So and you know we all good jobs. Don't have a whole bunch of baby daddies running around here, mm-hmm. ratchet. So, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was rough. It was really rough because I've always maintained a job. I've always made sure that I was showing up to make sure the teachers knew. Mm. You know, it's just like when when the elderly are, are in homes and the people that take care of them when they see that then they don't have visitors, you know, those be the ones yeah. that don't, they'll have all of these issues, nobody's watching them, they're being mistreated, but when teachers know that a parent is going to show up, mm-hmm. and I, I'm at that, I was at my daughter's school every, every day, because that's how my schedule worked out, so, you know, I'm always present, I've, it's been, even with the other three, with the way and it's funny because my they're like, you know, between as far as generation wise and technology and everything, they're like generations apart as far as my oldest to my twenty yeah. one year old. So it was like I would have to sit in their class. I'll I'll let the teachers know the day before, listen, Friday or um this day I'm coming to sit in the class because y'all sent my child home with homework, I know nothing about. I'm still doing a long way of stuff, and y'all teaching them this way. So let me come sit and figure this out. Well, where did that so come from that in there? you? <laughs> I My mother had the first of us at 16, and she was the same way. She was in our classes. She was involved. We are all now four successful adults in the world. You just don't expect that to come from a teen mother. So where did where did that come from within you to be that type of mother? Just I don't know. Really, you know, my my mother instilled a lot in me, and like I said, coming from a whole bunch of females. So I have a whole you know I have the cool aunt, I have the wild aunt, I have the aunt that has traveled the world, I have the aunt that has no kids, I have the aunt you know. So mm. I've had a whole bunch of different ways, and that they all have molded me. I've had my I have like five best, best, best girlfriends that over 30 years that we've been friends, I've had their mothers. Mm. You know, I have the Spanish mother. I have the, the black, the black, black, black mother that will call the streetlight come on. Um, don't let your mother have to call her <laughs> yeah, looking, yeah. For you, looking for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my time going the block doing holding down the block, being, you know, like I said, a team mother on my own. And like, yeah, I'm going to hold my homies down. Yeah. So just, it was, it was just, you know, the way they molded me and then also seeing bad things and then also seeing, you know, growing from even TV shows. Because I don't even watch TV now. Like the reality show TV is just ridiculous mm-hmm. at this point. Um, So I don't even entertain it. But, Growing up, having even being envious of different shows, like, oh, I wish my mother was, you know, Claire Huxtable. Claire, yeah. <laughs> I wish, you know, just just things, just things like that. And then even they would have 
episodes where they would have situations. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that, that's something my mother. I was a latchkey kid, too, staying home by myself since six, coming home, taking the bus to school, um, city bus, no less, um, seven years old, taking it five bus, five blocks to school. But the world was different back then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, whole different kind of world. So I had a lot of good and bad instilled in me to where, like I said, that's why I support black women. Um, I wasn't really surrounded by a lot of outside of, you know, I didn't have other other black people, just random black people. I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood for a long time, which then transitioned to the hood once the city bought old, you know, it became housing and mm. it just it was just crazy. So now it's like I want to be an advocate for teen teen girls. I've I've always had a dream to, you know, just to kind of help teens coming up see that, you know, you don't have to chase that dude mm. because you love him now. Um, but live like this is what I tell my my daughter. And even with my oldest, when she got pregnant, like I literally, like I, I tell her to this day, like, oh my God, I would be in jail right now if it wasn't for <laughs> other, <laughs> others who told me. Because, you know, like I said, at that time, we was trying to prove to everybody, but she was, she did graduate high school. Um, she was early months in her pregnancy at the time, but she finished high school. She's been on her own. Like I said, she's never had to be like, oh my, I got to come home. Mm-hmm. And she's 26 now, you know? And, and also lives in a different state. Mm. So she doesn't have the any kind of convenience to be like, oh, let me go, let me go home tomorrow. Let me, so she's holding herself down, doing very good, very proud of her. And I want to be able to let other girls know, like, look, maybe your mother hasn't told you because it's, it's a lot of kids that are, that are my 26 year old age now that, that, at during that time, during the nineties. So if you factor like this, this is this is what I thought about too one day because my brain just be on something when I be on something. But anyway, <laughs> the way the way my brain, I thought about it. I was like, yo, right now because I've been like, yo, my daughter's twenty six. Back in the nineties, that was a whole bunch of drugs, you know, a whole bunch of dudes trying to be that dude. They were getting locked up or they were getting killed. So now you figure they were doing like 25-year bids. Now they're just coming home. Mm. So now you have kids who are in their 20s, approaching their 30s, with their fathers coming home now, trying to even live a life amongst trying to be like, well, now I want my father in my life, but now I have kids. Because for the most part, 25 and 24, six-year-olds right now have kids at least one yeah most have more so if you just like take all of that within us as black women if we're not teaching the next female whether she's ours or not like you see girls fighting in the streets and they're fighting over dudes yeah like you're fighting over i have a homegirl who did a bid for a dude who swore up and down like oh they're just gonna stop and give you a slap on the wrist or whatever no, that didn't happen. They set her as the example. Mm-hmm. And then he told her the story, oh, yeah, I'm going to hold you down. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. She did mad years for this mm-hmm. dude. He mm-hmm. ended up not ho- holding her down. He did maybe two years holding her down and then went on to the next shit. And now 
he's in jail and will never be out. So now you did all of that for what? And so when I see girls who are all into these lashes, I see 13, it's 13 year olds walking around. Like I take public <laughs> transportation. I'm always on the subway mm-hmm. um, on in New York. The buses and trains. So when I'm taking my daughter, my daughter goes to school in East Harlem. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going through Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and then Harlem, even though Harlem is Manhattan, but it's just a different part. Mm-hmm. I've seen 13-year-olds going to junior high school with lashes. And I'm like, who is raising you? Mm. You're trying to look cute and grown for what and for who? And that's why I appreciate that my daughter doesn't mind wearing uniform because I had to wear a uniform and I used to hate it. But again, that was a different time. I went to school back when Jordans and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we was Jordans was getting big. And once my mother moved me and we we moved and I was able to go to public school, I was happy. Yeah, but you know. It's you know it's, it's it's up to us. Like I said, if it even though it's, even if it's not our child or niece or goddaughter, you see a a girl a female acting up, you it's it's our duties to check that in a respectable way because some of them will bug back. Oh yeah, because they're not used to people I'm, talking I'm about like, them and correcting them. And when you correct the child, it's out of love, and right. you're right. And the, the beauty of age is is wisdom, hopefully, and experience. And when you see this little 13-year-old going to school in lashes, what does that speak to you? What does that say? That they're not being trained properly. <laughs> they're yeah. not brought up properly because it automatically gives you the idea of, oh, I'm, I'm, they, they must live in And this is just me. Mm-hmm. You know, oh... They must come from a, a certain section, you know, hood like um, environment, and see maybe their older sister or their mother because somebody's getting it done for them. They don't have jobs. Somebody's doing it. Somebody's and... sitting them. Somebody's sitting them down, putting it on. Somebody is approving and watching it on YouTube how to do it themselves, and, and saying that it's okay. Yeah, and lashes in themselves is not a big deal, but it's what those lashes represent, that I am trying to be older than I am, and I want all of the things exactly. that happen to a girl that's 18, 19, 20, 21. I, that's, that's the exactly. life I want to be living. And so some women see it's, oh, it's harmless. I put nails on my eight-year-old, and I got lashes on my 13-year-old. But we, as older women... Looking back, just know that you're you're pushing them into an arena of life that they are not developed for emotionally, physically, mentally. They're not ready for that. Exactly. It's just like it's just like when I was coming up and, and like my mother would let me um, have like the the peel away polish, like you know, uh-huh, you're uh-huh. really gonna wash off you know, or like she would get the Avon orders and have like the little samples. Yeah. But red red was out of the question. You're oh. not putting red. Oh, no. Nail polish. <laughs> no. So, so, you know, so yes, it's lashes. It's, it's really not a big deal. But then at the same time, because it transforms your face, mm-hmm. just by putting lashes to make you look grown. And these kids today are already, let me tell you, the first day my daughter went to school, these kids that she, this was, this was, this was her third year. She started the school in six. These kids, these boys came back. 
a whole height taller and beard. And I was like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> so, so these girls today, I, I didn't develop a boobs or anything until like to where it was like, ooh. I, after I had my daughter, but then again, you know, I had her by the time I got pregnant at 15, had her at 16. That's different, but you know, we were developing a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Now, these kids are 10, yeah. 11, and they already in triple size bras. And so, you know, it's our job to keep them in their place. Slow them down. My, yeah. my daughter, my, my daughter, hopefully, she will never know I said this. Is thirteen, about to be fourteen um, this year, but she still plays with bar- um, bar- Barbie dolls. Love it because she makes clothes. She makes clothes for them, but she just got a phone only because uh, September. Um, I started kind of letting her take the, the subway to school by herself mm. or halfway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I needed a way to be in contact. But before that, she didn't have a phone. She doesn't have social media. She doesn't. She's not on. Um, well, I'm lying because I did let her do a Snapchat because <laughs> when my daughter was was when, while my daughter was in South Korea, that was the easiest way for them to communicate. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the WhatsApp was just like spotty. Yeah, just takes up too much have on gigs but anyway so that's different but other than that she's a she's a, a she's a girly girl she plays with dolls and she makes clothes and all of my girls had their little you know they not chasing boys down and doing all of these outrageous things on social media to where i gotta be like um i'm gonna need you to take that down yeah, yeah. because i have eyes i have eyes everywhere and I have such a good community between Virginia and New York that where there's been situations, my kids have been out and about and, you know, my people that I work with or that we know from the neighborhood or whatever have seen them and, oh my God, they were so well behaved. They, you know, I didn't get a chance to approach them, but so they'll tell me and then I'll go home and be like, oh, so you was out doing such and such and such. And they'll be like, uh, how, how you know that? <laughs> So that that alone keeps them on their toes because they're like, you know, they know I know everybody. <laughs> and being I know a, everybody every everywhere. And being a young mom, does it keep you more I don't know, connected or you can relate to a lot of the things your kids are going through because it wasn't that long ago that you were doing it? Um, I as far as my daughters because it's three of them, I've always been the type to give them the raw truth. I've never been the Google Gaga. Oh, come here! Oh, you. Mm-mm, not doing that. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know. Um, you look real crazy walking out with a bonnet on your head. I wish oh, no. you would. Or, oh Jesus, no! I'm good for my older my older daughters. I'm good for tagging them and stuff and be like, you see this? I wish you would. Like I told my daughter because she's in Virginia. I just tagged her last night. Um, in in uh, the post with ATL opening up, mm. I said, let me tell you something. I don't care how old you are and where you live and whatever it is that you're doing. When Virginia opens up, you are not to leave out until I tell you to leave out. And she was <laughs> like, I know. I know, mama, I know. <laughs> and I tell my kids, I'm always telling them, y'all represent me. So if y'all out and about looking stupid, then that's making me look like because that's the first thing I go to when I see somebody acting crazy. Who Who's raising you? Girl. What are you doing? Yes. So I, I kind of want to backtrack. 
because you started speaking on how maybe getting married, would you have done it over again or would you have done it differently? Would you have packed your bags and run? Like, I don't want to be disrespectful to your ex or your children. Is there any way you can speak on that um, without giving away too much? Um, I wouldn't. I think it was more so, it was too soon. It was too early. Because, again, by that point, our youngest was seven. Our oldest was about 13 or so, something like that. They were getting out the way. So now that we're learning each other, like, it's like if, if we knew then what we know now. Mm. It wasn't It wasn't on some hateful thing. It was just growth. Growth let us see, like, you know, this isn't where it's at. And our biggest thing was, I want you to be happy. You want me to be happy. And we'll love each other to the end. So looking back, it's not that I re- I have regrets on marrying him because, you know, we have amazing kids. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't have been at that time when it wasn't fully thought out. And it, 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 it we didn't know each other at all. And how long had y'all been together we, at the time when you got married? I had, I had known him since 13. Ooh. We grew up together. So how did you not know we grew each other? Up from, because again, we were doing everything to manage these kids mm, and bills. Mm. So it wasn't on some boyfriend, girlfriend, like, or even on a sexual thing yeah. or even on, oh, we, we going to, oh, he, he bought me, he bought me a ring or we did this for my birthday. He did, I, I didn't, I, I'm, I got birthday cards. Mm-hmm. I got birthday gifts every now and then, but for me. It was always, and especially now, I'm frugal. Uh, um, you know, like I said, like, the things that we did was always with the kids, mm. for the kids. Oh. So by the time they were out the way, when it should be now, we got all this free time to really have these moments. We realized we have nothing in common. Wow. I would love to just sit and share, because at that time, I was always, like, reading, and, you know, I was just into other things. I like, I like comedy i like going to the comedy spot he wasn't that social he don't like going out in the public too much because people annoy him and he's prone to just get into a fight <laughs> <laughs> so it was like you know what i don't let's not do that so that's why i say like we should have waited to know each other more and then again like we was also growing so and then we were in the prime. We were in our just getting twenty one, just turning twenty, just being able to drink. Oh. We already been driving, but now you know I've I've advanced a little bit in my job. He's finishing trade school now. He's doing doing welds and stuff, and now our money is growing a little bit more. So where we should have been really taking trips and doing all of this, it was like oh, you know I don't, don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You go ahead and do that. So as he was doing him, I was doing me. And now I'm getting into a different crowd. I'm meeting different people. He's communicating with a different set of people. They're doing their own thing. And our friends, you know, so it wasn't like we can all get together because, oh, my friend thinks your friend is a little bit too hood or rough and, rough and raw. Or they think my friends are too booze ghetto to where they don't even want to be around them because of the things that they say. Or maybe the conversation was just too above them that they couldn't relate. So, you know, it was it was, it was was just not a good thing. But like I said, we co-parent very well. Okay. And 
now now it's just you know I'm single if if you could talk to yourself on that Tuesday when you decided I, I, I we need to be married what would you tell what would you tell her right now take your ass back to sleep that's the hormones <laughs> of this pregnancy you bugging you wilding if it ain't broke don't fix it mm. leave him alone Let, go to sleep go to sleep that's exactly <laughs> what I would have said. If if he would have, when I rolled over and told him, like, you know, we're going to get married, and he would have been like, you know, no, or we'll talk about it in the morning or something like that, it probably would have never happened. <laughs> oh, because by the time he said yes, we was up. Yeah, by the time he said yes, and he was up, and I'm excited now. I'm texting my mother, and, you know, it just went on from there. So you and were excited from, about the idea of being married and was there societal pressure? Like, okay, we've got kids, we should be married? Or was it, this is my soulmate, I want to spend my life with him? I wasn't like, to where I was like, oh, I can't wait to get married and have kids and have a dog. And that wasn't, I wasn't that kid. Mm-hmm. We never, we never. And again, at that time, I was like, just hitting Adulthood. 20, yeah. 21. So I wasn't like, oh, you know, I want to get married. None of my friends was doing it. So it wasn't like, oh, I got to get married because this one got married. Mm-hmm. Or this one doing it. It was never that. It was just one of them out of the blue situations that, not to, you know, I don't regret it. But it's just something that shouldn't have happened at that time. Mm-hmm. And then even, too, even while I was married, a lot of things, too, when I'm going in my head in and out, like, damn, what should we do? Should we should we divorce or should, like this ain't working out like and 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 to be honest we didn't get divorced till 2016 <laughs> but we were separated from about two we were separated like we were separated 10 years wow and then he was already with his his wife now and mm-hmm. all of this other stuff and then it was like oh look um i'm trying to marry her now um can we um <laughs> can we do this thing and um yeah, and, you know, it was like, okay, yeah, no, send me the papers. No, that's good, no. And then it was done. It was just, and that was something else that was just never like, yo, we got to get a divorce. Yeah, yeah. I I had already, already moved back to New York. He was, you know, doing him. And, you know, I, I had a had another relationship since then and all of this. So, it, but it was just a, just a separation. I don't know. Do you think marriage is something that you'll want again? Now in my life. I don't have anything about against marriage. I love, I would love, I would love to be married. I would love to be, to be married, but not, not for the idea of the ring, the gown, the more so for, I can't, I don't even know it anymore. Cause before it was like, no, you know what? I'll do it. If somebody, if I'm in a relationship and, um, it's working and it's good and, you know, and he asked me to marry me, I would want to do it, but more so for now, Maybe with all this virus going on, maybe for the the um the the gown and mm. and the the living together and the the you know to why not the fairy tale <laughs> the way this the way this world is like why not yeah but it's not it's not something going into a relationship that the credentials will have to be oh and we and he has to want to marry me yeah like no if I if I meet somebody and we can travel and we can have fun and we can go out and you know I'm I'm all for it because now I'm at that age where the men that I will meet they will probably have kids that are grown mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they're not 
in a in a direct dealings with the the mother or the drama that may come from. But it, even if a guy has drama, then it, that makes me question like, um, what's the drama with? Yeah, yeah. The mother over your kids. Or even if a man now doesn't have kids, I'm like, uh, why don't you have kids? I'm just curious. <laughs> like, do, do you not like kids? Can you not have kids? Like. You know, so what would that marriage I'm, look I'm, like? Not the wedding and the proposal. What would your marriage look like for it to be something that you want to be in? You know, just somebody that I'm compatible with. Someone that treats me real special to where, like, just do things that no one has ever done. Like, I've I've never, like, the surprises that I've always wanted. Mm. And helping me provide and take care of a home, a nice home. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have an apartment. Like, you know, my kids are older now. I, because I started early, my kids are older now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I can afford, you know, almost or at some point with a partner that's also doing a good a career. And, you know, that's where I'm at in my life now. Like, I can't be asking for too much when I'm still fixing myself. Girl, yes. I can't be asking a man to have all of these bells and whistles when I'm just barely with a harmonica over here <laughs> because my kids are are just getting out of the way. I'm doing the, the self-love, the self-care, the self-healing yeah. for myself because I've always been a mother. Now I'm like, can I do me? Now can y'all buy me stuff? Like mm. my, my daughter pays a few bills. My, my son likes to bring, oh, you know, do you need, do you want, can I help you with, so now like, let can I get that back? But then at the same time, I need them to be to the side to where like, oh, you know, I'm going out and, um, you know, I'm buying y'all a daddy, <laughs> um, another one, or just somebody that I know that will also bring something to the table. And if he has kids, fine. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect because I love, I come from a big family. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't ask me to marry him, it would be something that. I'm sure it'll be a discussion about it this time around. Yeah. It's not just going to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to need you need to know, like in the first few months, like what, where we're at. Like, I'm not trying to waste time with, you know, years going by and we just playing house. We living together, but you're not saying I'm your girl or, you know, I'm asking you to help me or we traveling or we doing things and I'm not like feeling comfortable or in your, you know, in your space or, I can't be around your family for whatever reason, or I can't bring you around mine. So it's something that I'm willing to do again, but it's not something that's like, you know, it's it's whatever at this point. Yeah. <laughs> because the world, you know, what, what what the world was and what our expectations are now, now I've seen other marriages. I used to love looking in the Jet magazines to see, like, when they would have the, the older black couples that mm-hmm. were, like, 60 years, 50 years married, and then I would read them, and then I would see, oh, oh, they had ups and downs. They had trials and tribulations. Or you might go in depth now with the way social media is now. And you might see couples on, like, these black um, Instagram pages. And then you go in depth and you see other kids and, like, oh, uh, oh, but they were married. But so, oh, so this was an extra child within the marriage, but, marriage, but they stayed together. Mm-hmm. What made them stay together? So, like, going into the next marriage, it will be counseling it will be Mm. we gotta be on on the same exact page when it comes to how we raise kids how the the people we bring even though again kids are older but now we got grandkids that will be around yeah yeah. so 
Are we on the same wavelength of bedtime? What they're putting into their body. Yeah. Because now, like, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, like I said, I've been on this self-healing journey for, like, the last five years because I've been really, really trying to get to know Tyree. Mm-hmm. Who, who am I? What, what do I want? Before I can be like, oh, this is what I want in my friends, mm-hmm. who I bring around my kids, the men I meet, the people I work with, the people I interact when I'm spending my money that I work very hard for. Like, all of that has to be in place. And we live in a microwave era, era now where people want, they, they want everything right now. Like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm going to take my time. Yeah. I'm going to let it marinate. I'm going to let this friendship or this relationship because, you know, I have friends that I've been friends with, with 30 plus years. So that goes to show, like, longevity-wise, like, I'm real. I'm a Gemini Cancer. I'm setting my ways. I'm kind of crazy. I'm loud at times. I talk a lot. I can go on forever. But I also like to read. I like to research. I like to share other people with people that need to know them. Yeah. So I'll exchange business cards and information with people on the trains, walking on the street. I'll, like I said, then I'll go and I'll purchase or I'll go to their, their you know, I'll purchase their book or I'll buy their shirt. Or I'll go to the event, and then I'll give my feedback, whether on my blog or my social media page, and then let them grow that way. And I don't ask for things like I. It's so many things I can ask money for and be like, no, because if if um they're not paying me to do this, I'm not posting nothing. Mm-hmm. No, all we got is us. We mm-hmm. must circulate our own. We must instill in our black people as children that again that are not ours like it all comes it all comes together back to that we have to help each other because the mother folks are not going to help us they're actually always down down in us putting us down disrespecting us i strongly say and scream it out loud they um they want our rhythm they what is it they want our rhythm but they they can't take our blues Mm mm-hmm like they want they they want to beat us so bad, but they don't want to go through our struggles. Oh no! It took they don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it took centuries of strife and struggle for it to turn out this way. You can't just have it overnight. No, Mm-mm. at all. But I love that. No. I mean, what you're saying right now, I believe 100. percent Even though, again, we just connected yesterday, because that's exactly how you were with me. <laughs> I mean, you heard me on another podcast, went and listened to my podcast and then posted on your social about me and the things that I was saying. So I truly believe that your heart and your spirit is in uplifting and furthering our culture. And just, I mean, it's, it's just a beautiful thing to see. Cause again, we don't see it a lot and we definitely don't see it a lot within our own community, which is a sad thing. And I don't know you, you, you living in in Queens and being from Brooklyn and all of that stuff you have, I feel in my, in my, my mindset, you have um, a more homogenous group around you. You're around lots of people that look like you and sound like you and believe like you. Is that true? Oh yes. And now, and, and, and now it's, you know, we're really dealing, especially in Brooklyn, we're dealing with a lot of gentrification. Mm -hmm. So like when you walk it down, hoods, where Biggie grew up and Jay-Z and where you couldn't 
once the streetlights came on, you couldn't be out because the crackheads was everywhere. Now you're seeing white people walking. Mm. You're seeing their bagel shops. You're seeing them bringing dogs into the store. You're seeing <laughs> a whole bunch of like changes going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like we have we we have to set our grounds. We have to, you know, be diverse. Not to really necessarily shut them out because not all of them are bad, but it's still a wide range of us that are doing dope stuff that all it takes is one, one of us. Yeah. I share I share you and then somebody that sees it shares shares me sharing you. And then somebody shares them sharing me, sharing you, sharing. Like, you know, it it don't cost nothing. Mm-mm. So I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of changes just in, you know, best size alone. Mm. Like, I mean, and, and it's, it's actually good. It's not, you know, it's not a bad thing now. But it's like, where are we now? Where do we go? Yes. Where's our place? Because where we're not, our roots? We're not as, we're, we're there. We're, we're building. We're, we're opening up nail salons we're opening up barbershops um food food spots dope dope i've been to dope food spots and then go back and they're they're closed Mm. because we're not supporting each other so we have these people who like you know black people who are trying to do things but not enough of us supporting and then at the same time on on their bad is they're not in a position where they can like i like you know I, i i have people that make jewelry and make clothing, but don't have time to also post it on their social media, keep up with their, you know, their emails and stuff like that. And then also have enough money without the support to, to have a staff that is able to do the social media and do all of that stuff. So then I'm like, let me step in, let me help you because at some way, shape or form is going to in the end pay off for me. Yes. Like I've, I have like my blog, I've, I've gotten tagged and things from people I've never met a day in my life where it actually panned out where I've been able to go to Essence Music and, you know, I have a blog where I was at, um, Ayana Van Zandt's seminar. I got mm-hmm. to see her last June. That was my, my most latest blog that I recommend everyone read about on, it's, um, on her acts of faith. I'm sure every person has come across her daily yeah. <laughs> acts of faith. But, um, you know, I did that. I'm a hip-hop junkie. So, you know, even when DJs are doing things, I'm trying to let everybody know, like, this is going on. This is where they're at. You need something to do tonight? This comedian is here. You need something to do tonight? It's a lot of things that are free. It's a lot of things that, you know, once you get there, it's where, you know, they that person might have T-shirts or something like that. But show up. Show up for each other. We have to show up for each other. And not ask for free shit. Because if we don't... (laughs) Show up and support. Right. Like, I think it's something that... Don't don't always... Yeah. It's not about a hookup. It's not about what you know. They say that the Asian dollar stays in their community 120 times longer than the African-American dollar does. Like, we keep money in our community for six hours before we start spending it in other communities. And no one else does it. Everybody supports that's themselves. Like, that's like if, it, if anyone hasn't seen um, the Killer Mike. Yes, girl. Um, that opened all my eyes. One and that, that was so true. Because when you dissect it all to the black dollar and, you know, and, and I shot black as much as possible. 
I really do. But there's some things, like I have um uh, the lip bar. The lip bar has been booming. Mm. She's like in Target. She's doing a whole lot. Everybody that wears lipstick has heard of her. But she was my first blog. Wow. I've been supporting her before she had a store, before she did Essence, before she... And, it's, and it makes me feel good. Like, yo, I was trying to tell people. Back then she was dope and I'm good to... It's, it makes me feel good to see that. And now she showing everybody what I was saying already. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like it only takes a minute to share a post. Instagram makes it very easy to share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's just a two, two clicks, pull it up, hit your page, it shows up, it's posted. That's it. We watched that Killer Mike um, special and we live in an area north of Dallas. And I mean, it is growing with people like us, but there's just not much. And I'm more sitting here watching him trying to live only off of black owned businesses. I said, I'm not sure we would have made it as long as he did in this area. I wouldn't know where to find a black grocery store in, <laughs> in our yeah. area, you know? And so we have, we've made it a more, we've made a more conscious effort to shop black and it's hard. It's really hard in this area. We can do it online, which is, you know, a blessing, but again, my eggs and my kale and whatever else I'm trying to buy, I got to go to the supermarket to get or the farmer's market and they're not black. Yeah. And see what makes me, which makes, what makes me feel better when it, when, when I have to narrow down, I might look up cause like my store that my, where I work, it's a lot of Brooklyn owned based places. It's a lot of private farmers a whole like whole bunch of stuff going on mm-hmm. which is very good and i don't to my i don't mind supporting when they're not black but then it comes to okay so are you hiring like it got to even with starbucks and starbucks went through all of the bull crap that they mm-hmm. put those two those two black men i was like oh i'm never going to starbucks but then i started realizing that all of my starbucks that i go into have black workers mm-hmm. So now it's like, okay, I don't really want to match this Starbucks for real, for real. But <laughs> I want to also keep this black man or this black girl with a job yeah. at this location. Yeah. So let me get me a chai latte right quick. <laughs> That's my so, dream, chai latte, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, so, <laughs> so it is very hard. But then if we start spreading love, mm. supporting each other, then maybe these black-owned business will then be able to grow. Maybe able to open up a little shop in your area. Yeah. Or or even locally, like, it's a lot of places that I'll go through the hashtags. So, like, if, if you're looking for something to do Friday night, hashtag Friday night. Yeah. Because it's going to pick up your GPS. It's going to only, it's like, the first options will be, like, kind of in your area. So, like, you know, you do black-owned businesses. Look that, look that up. Or yeah. there's like We Buy Black. There's a lot of different yes. Instagram pages that you can go through that will lead you to somebody in your area that will be like, listen, um, I live, you know, I'm down the street or I live in this neighborhood. Can, can I meet you? Do you have a way that we can link up? I wouldn't say that now because we got this virus. <laughs> However, that is the option. And that also saves on the shipping. Yeah. So it's like, you know, as a, the frugal me that I am, you know, I'm always like, oh, y'all in Brooklyn? Y'all, do y'all have a direct way that I can pick it up? Can we link up? I love it. But if not, you know, I don't mind paying the extra. But, you know, there's 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 tons of ways if we put an effort 
to support each other. That's the word. Because as we're effort, as yeah. we're trying to as we're trying to figure it out along the way, something that's not there will then be created. Yeah. You're right. Oh, you're right. Okay. I, I feel like we have covered a whole lot and I know that there's way more that uh, we could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> will you will you agree to come back and chat with me another time? Oh, definitely. Girl, I can talk forever. Mm-hmm. There's so many topics to cover. I mean, yes. your, 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 your show is very dope and you are very easy to listen to. You know, I'm, I'm in New York. I'm, I'm doing, I'm always on the go. I don't always want to listen to music. Yeah. So I can listen to a podcast that will have a topic that I'm interested in or something that I want to learn about or just something that, you know, oh, maybe when I do visit New York, let me check it. I can be your, your New York to go. I always oh, tell people yes. before they come, <laughs> before they come, when they come to New York, link up with me. I'll tell them all the places to go, the DJs to look out for, the places to eat, all of that good stuff. And y'all got to walk the Brooklyn Bridge with me. So I love <laughs> I it. always thrust that because I do that very, I do that about in the summertime. It's like an everyday situation, mm. but, um, you know, ride the, come ride the trains with me. It's not like back in the days when it was graffiti. It's actually kind of like a very weird, crazy, fun experience to ride the subway because it's, you never know what you're going to see. <laughs> but, um, I, I have, it's so many things to talk about because, well, you know, kids and travel and, uh, relationships and friends and now I have a go-to when I just when I finally make it to Texas. You got Texas, yeah. We can link up or, or you ever make it to New York, I got you. I'm coming. I'm coming because I love New York. <laughs> I've been a handful of times and every time it was it, it was a new experience, so I got to come back. But I got to have you back on yeah. talking about dating now. I want you to come back and talk about all things New York and Brooklyn. Those are just two off the top of my head. I'm sure I can come up with some more. But before I let you yeah. go, I want I ask everybody that comes on the show, what shift would you like to see happen in the world today? Well, I spoke on the support, but I want to see a shift in people loving each other. Mm. Like, I, I get a lot... You know, I'm always mean mugging, but it's not on purpose. It's just the Brooklyn girl in me. <laughs> but it, it doesn't hurt to smile at mm. somebody, hold the door, you know, pay it forward. You know, if we had, I sound like Diddy, but if we had <laughs> more love in the world, it would change so much. If you think of not even the word, just the action of it. Yeah. A quick smile might change and I've done it before or it's happened to me plenty of times to make me see like yo I've been on the subway and somebody smiled at me and it might be a, a smile head nod to where it could be almost a creepy situation if I took it as that but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then it makes me smile because it's like yo what the hell you smiling at and then it's like oh okay that's cool and, it and just... then it just changed your whole thought process what you were thinking about it's just a, a normal reaction that happens when someone smiles at you. And it's free. So, you know, share, and it's free. Share <laughs> a damn smile, everybody. Share a damn smile. Share love. Oh, share love. Share love. It's the Brooklyn Tower. Hey. That's, my, that's my motto. <laughs> I live by it. I stand by it. And I, I feel it, girl. Every day. I, I, this is one thing that another another thing about me, I've, I've been wearing purple every day since I was 13. And it's royalty. It's wealth. And anytime I come across people who know 
that that's the meaning of it. It's not just oh she she's just wearing something purple. Like it's it's a huge thing. So I just want to tell everybody to just be all you can be. Love one another. Share smile. Stop being so evil to one enough to one another because it don't cost a damn thing. It mm. really don't. Oh, I love it, Todd. Thank you so much. Well, but you... thank you so much for having me. Whenever you want me, I am available. Mm. Keep doing what you're doing. I support you. I support you. I support you. I will let everybody know. I look forward to meeting you in real life one day. That's a goal. So let that be the goal. It That'll is. get me protected once 2021 happens. Right. Because I'm not going to <laughs> anything. They, yeah, once they let us out the house and it's safe. Once I they let will, us out. Yes. Gradually go to outdoor. <laughs> I, I can't wait i can't wait to hook up and just to chat with you again you enjoy the rest of your day and just keep being fabulous thank you you too all right girl bye bye and that's all we've got for you today do me a quick favor and subscribe like and review wherever you're listening to this podcast hop on over to instagram and check me out at shifttalker.podcast i'll love you forever bye Shift Talker Podcast is brought to you by Hag Auto. When you come in, your car going bumpity bump, it will leave out smooth at 6365 Great Trinity, Forest Way, Dallas, Texas.